I don't really care. I'm only going to say this once. We're here just to part. We're here to take over. This is going to be fun. You're killing your father, Larry. The people know it. I see what all the excitement is about. Yeah, my man, I made it happen. Hi, I'm Paul. Three, two, one. Let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Paul Show. My name is P-A-U-L Paul. And uh, basically what I want to do in this episode is a state of the union. Now, I'm just going to kind of talk about what's going on right now. We are living in unprecedented times. We are living in um, just the craziest of times ever. And so I'm just going to talk about a little bit about kind of what's going on in um, not just my world, but uh, the world of stuff that I am into. So, without further ado, here we go. Um, so, first of all, you know, the, this is unprecedented times in the sense that we now are living in a time where we don't have options like we like we usually do, right? We don't have an option to go get a haircut, we're, so um, we're having to do, you know, home haircuts or, or whatever, f- figure it out. Uh, for me, what I, what I'm choosing to do with it is I am, um, I'm just going to grow mine out and, you know, I've always wanted to have long hair. And so I figure now that it, now that I'm not going to be able to get into the barber for at least, I mean, it's middle, middle of April right now. I would be surprised if I could get in and get a haircut within the next month. I would be shocked. Um, so I'm already kind of like, I, I hadn't gotten a haircut for a month before this whole thing started in the middle of March. So, you know, it, um, it doesn't look like it's going to be, I mean, it's, it'll probably be six months by the time I, uh, between haircuts, by the time I get one. And, and the other option I have is do a home haircut, which would basically just be me shaving my head. And uh, I've had that look before, and it is not a good one for me. So I'm just going to grow it out. And I've always wanted to have, like, long kind of shoulder-length hair. And, um, you know, I figure I'm starting a podcast. Why not? If you're going to change one thing, change everything, right? So uh, let's just grow the hair out, get a man bun, get that long flow going. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, I made that decision probably two weeks ago. That, that I was just going to let it grow and, and even beyond the quarantine, I don't know. I'll, I'll probably just let it grow beyond that. Uh, cause I mean, if you're going to let it go six months, you might as well let it go a year, or, you know, a year and a half. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, but it's been fun like the last couple of weeks. Cause, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody else is like this, but when I, when I like get into something like that, and really start, you know, looking into it and, or when I make a decision like that and make something, you know, saying like, this is what I want to do. Um, I immediately start going on, I usually start with YouTube and I start going on like men's hair growth or something like that, like tips for growing out hair for guys. And so it's just been fun, like figuring out what I need to do and, and kind of how I can, uh, manage my hair over the next, you know, 
year while it grows out and and I'm looking forward to it and I'm just looking forward to in a year being able to to look back at now and being like okay I said I was going to grow it out and now I did and now here we are and and I mean same thing with this podcast I mean like I I have on my whiteboard written right next to me grow because that's kind of my um that's kind of my mindset for this whole year and this whole next couple of years is just grow and grow hair grow you know everything so yeah, I mean it's just going to be it's unprecedented times for everybody, so I'm going to just kind of let it let it go and and just embrace it and and uh let my hair grow out a little bit and just and just see if I like the the long hair man bun length look on me and and just see um kind of play with that a little bit. But yeah, I mean this this week was weird. It, it was a crazy week because uh Dana, Dana White was supposed to, he was really pushing for UFC 249 to be in two days. So on April 18th, I'm recording this Friday the 16th. And, um, he was really pushing for that, that April 18th date. And he was like, I got a, got a place. He was going to go to the, some Indian reservation in California is where they were going to have the fights. And he was, he had it all lined up. And he said, then he got a he got a call from his partners at ABC Disney, and they pulled the plug because uh, and and that's kind of the problem with the whole ESPN Plus thing is uh, you know they made this ESPN Plus deal and they they made it uh, right around this time last year I think I think uh, UFC two thirty six which was a year ago this week. Uh, was the first one that you could only get on ESPN Plus, and the problem if you're the UFC with doing that is again they don't ask my input on anything, which is their uh, it's frustrating. But uh, but it, this is just how how I kind of see it. So the problem if you're the UFC with with going to an exclusive provider like that for your pay per views. And especially one that's as big as as uh, ESPN, Disney, ABC, is um, they have the, the they have the power then to just pull the plug, and you're seeing it here. They did, and I agree with them because I mean it, it's kind of a hard sell when you're when you're a president of a network like that or president of a of a big conglomerate thing like that, and everything else is shut down, but you got. It's almost like it's almost like they they have a they have a um, a dumb kid running a, a company underneath them, right? They, they've got Dana White, who's just kind of a bullheaded, um, stubborn dude. He's like, I don't even care. We're doing fights. Who cares? And uh, who cares about a pandemic? Who cares about p- people are dying, mass graves? Who gives a shit? We're doing fights. And um, and so you have a guy like that. It's kind of hard to reel him in, but you know he signed away that the power to ABC Disney to reel him in, and I think it's a good thing because um, when, like I was saying, when you're the head of a network like that, or when you're the head of a big conglomerate corporation like that, you know it is a tough sell when everything else is shut down to um to have fights especially something that's like fighting where it's dangerous and it poses other health risks and people end up in hospitals and things like that you know what happens if um if they do this fight and then you know guys have to go to the hospital 
You know what I mean? Are they going to take them to the hospital where they're treating COVID in the next the next room? You know what I mean? Or how how are they going to keep those things? And and in a time like now where we're we're we are so worried about overrunning the healthcare system, why would you put more people at risk of needing the healthcare system like a UFC fight? I mean, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't make logical sense uh, to do that. And I know that they're going to lose out on a lot of money and they're going to lose out on this, that, and the other, but everybody is. I mean, nobody's safe from this thing. Nobody is uh, having a field day with with this uh coronavirus thing except for maybe companies who make toilet paper i guess but um yeah i mean it's it's a tough sell to have fights on even if it was on a private island and the whole fight island thing i hope that happens i hope that uh and and for those that don't know uh dana white when this whole thing started he he was like oh yeah we're, we're, we're trying to secure a private island to have fights on and so it's like Dana White's Fight Island. And uh, and is that a... Would I watch it? 1,000% yes, I would. Because uh, I just want to see the... Uh, it's kind of like a car crash, right? You just kind of see... It's almost like Hunger Games in a little bit of a way. You know what I mean? We're going to put some people on this island, see what happens. and uh, And... I would watch it just to see the spectacle of what Fight Island would look like. My hope, here's here's my hope. They set up an octagon in the middle of the bamboo forest. And then, you know, all around, there's, instead of lights, they just have tiki torches. You know, instead of, um, instead of the ring girls wearing their little uh, UFC branded stuff, they're wearing like coconut bras or, you know, stuff like that. Uh, just Just fun stuff. But uh, I hope they, you know, if they do this whole Fight Island thing, I hope they go all the way with it and make it like, uh, make it like a fight, uh, fight slash luau kind of thing. You know, that would be ideal. And that would make it more fun for the audience, I think. But uh, again, they don't ask my opinion. And that is just a bitter pill for me to swallow. But you know what? We're all working through it together, and we'll all get through this together. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, I, I kind of want to see how this whole Fight Island thing plays out, but I do think that they should go all the way with it and and really um, really uh, lean into that kind of uh, Hunger Games torch thing. And um, But yeah, right now the plan for the UFC is that they're going to have fights on May 9th. Is it May 9th? Yeah, so th- their next fight card is UFC 250. So 249 is canceled, and 250 is going to be um, Khabib's out, right? He's he's not even in the picture. So it's Ferguson versus uh, Justin Gagey, and then they're doing Henry Cejudo versus Dominic Cruz, which is a a very very intriguing fight. And you know we'll see if that happens. I mean, who knows where this whole coronavirus thing is going to be. Now they're saying it came out of a lab in China. Who knows if that's real? Um, that's just a little sidebar. We're talking about fights here. We're not talking about uh, international conspiracies. So, um, you know, we'll see if that even happens because we don't know what even uh, the deal is going to be with this whole coronavirus thing by the time May 9th rolls around. I mean, it may be okay to start doing stuff like that again, but it 
probably won't be. So, um, I don't know. I'm torn because I, I respect the, I respect the gall and the balls to just be like, no, we're, we're moving forward with it and we're, we're doing fights as soon as we can. And we will be the first sport back online. But at the same point in time, like I was saying earlier, it is a sport that puts people at a health risk and at a time where our health is so like, we're so, uh, vulnerable. Our healthcare system is vulnerable. Uh, why would you put more people at risk? That's just something that that kind of dawned on me as as I was thinking about this whole thing was like, you know, I don't know if UFC should be the first sport back online. And I'm sure they've got, and who knows, they may have doctors in place and protocols in place where they wouldn't even need to go to a hospital. But I'm thinking like, what if, what if an Anderson Silva leg snap happens again, right? Like what if somebody checks a kick and somebody's leg just breaks in two a la Anderson Silva, you know, like what if something crazy like that happens and, you know, it's not just going to be a, a stitch here or, you know, something like that. It's going to be a real injury that somebody needs surgery to repair. What happens in that situation? Those are the tough questions. Those are the things that they need to be really uh, concerned about. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we'll see if the May 9th card happens, but if it does, I'm going to pull up that card because it's, it's a pretty May 9th UFC. Okay, here's the proposed card for, uh, I'll start at the top of the card and go down. Ferguson Gaethje, yep. Cejudo versus Cruz, I like it. Nunez versus Felicia Spencer, I, um, again, that's not going to be a big ticket drawer, so I, I get they have to get fights in, they have to get people uh, paid and everything, but I don't know. I, I'm not excited about that fight. And maybe it'll be great, but I'm not. I'm not pumped about it. Not. I'm not disinterested, but I'm just not like jumping for joy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Felicia Spencer. Woohoo! And uh, uh, okay. So then you have Francis Ngannou versus uh, Rosenstruck. That'll be a that'll be a good fight, or that'll either be a great fight, Ngannou versus Rosenstruck, or it'll be a um, it'll be a similar fight to. Francis Ngannou versus versus Derek Lewis. That fight scarred me because that was one that everybody had such high hopes for going into it and such like it was like it was going to be a slugfest. It was going to be this. It was going to be that. And then once they actually went into it and started uh, fighting, it was just a, such a dud. And I, and I, so I think that that's always on the table for Francis. I think uh, – I mean, he hasn't shown it recently, but a couple—I mean, a couple years ago, it was right there, right? So, yeah, I mean, he's that—he's got to be careful. We have to be careful about hyping this fight up too much because I—I'm afraid that it—it it could just not live up to expectations. Okay, this is a fight that I'm really excited about: Donald Cerrone versus Anthony Pettis, too. You know, they fought in 2013 when Pettis was kind of on the rise when he was. Um, steamrolling toward that title and Cerrone was um, he was just kind of where he's always been right but uh, but yeah Pettis was kind of on the way up and, and they, they fought and Pettis beat him pretty decisively and so um, I've always been a big Anthony Pettis fan I've always liked Pettis he was kind of the first guy that I really identified with in the UFC 
uh, he, he was on the Wheaties box and, and he was the first like champion. Like the way I got into UFC was I, um, watched the UFC 185 embedded on Facebook. That's how I first saw it. And I'm like, Oh, this is pretty cool. And, um, and Anthony Pettis was a big part of that. And of course he went on to lose that fight, but, um, but yeah, no, I've, I've always liked Anthony Pettis. He's, he's exciting. Uh, even, even the fights he loses, they're, they're really exciting. I remember when he when he choked out Oliveira a couple of years ago, or God, that's going on four years ago now. That seems like that seems like it was yesterday, but uh, you know that I remember being just so happy because he was on such a skid before that, and I like he's always somebody I root for because I think he is a genuinely decent human being. He's not he's not out there you know drinking and driving or anything. He's not he's not pulling a John Jones and you know shooting guns off in his car. Uh, late at night during a pandemic. You know what I mean? Like he's not doing that kind of stuff. Um, then Jeremy Stevens versus Calvin Cater. Good. Greg Hardy. Always, always fun to see him fight. It's like having a camera in his kitchen. (laughs) Greg Hardy. God, that guy. Um, Alexi Olenek versus Verdum. Is Verdum? Verdum's back. I didn't even think Verdum was. I thought he was still suspended. I don't know. Maybe maybe he's back. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. It'd be cool to see Verdum back in there. Uh, Jacare versus Uriah Hall. That's a good fight. Carlos Sparza versus Michelle Waterson. Good fight. I always like seeing Michelle Watterson fight. She's uh, again a, just a genuine human being. Bryce Mitchell versus Charles Charles Rosa and Vicente Luque versus Nico Price. You know, uh, both both fine fights. You know, I I have no qualms with those. But uh, but yeah, th- that would be a that would be a stat card, right? Uh, that'd be pretty pretty cool. So. You know, we'll see if that happens. I my guess would be that one gets pushed back again, and we're looking at June by the time any fights really happen, and by the time there's uh, sports like that. And who knows? Maybe they're going to figure out a way to do it at the Apex in Las Vegas, or you know, however they're going to do that. I don't know, but um, but we'll see, I guess. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just I think that they're trying to mitigate the financial hit that they're going to take by being the first sport back. But, you know, I, I think everybody's trying to mitigate financial hit at this point. I mean, look at WWE. They just, they just released a laundry list of guys and, and backstage people and, and all this, like they, they're having to cut expenses too. And they're still going, they're still going even at this point. Like, like just cause they're on the air doesn't mean they're making a ton of money and, and they're still having to, uh, lay people off and release people. So, you know, it just, it's a tough time right now. And, and the fight game is, is no different. And, um, I think God forbid they, they do fights and, uh, the something happens and and it makes it makes the pandemic worse, right? God forbid something happens and, and all those fighters get sick or, or I mean, w- real worst case scenario, God forbid somebody dies. You know what I mean? That that's what you really got to be con- uh, concerned about, because when these guys fight, their their bodies are taking a hit, so their immune systems are taking a hit. 
So then when they, if they contract the virus, they're, they're, all, they're already depleted. So then they're just going to be more susceptible. But, I mean, we'll see. We will see. Um, I, I don't know how it's all going to shake out. I don't claim to know. I just, I'm, I'm here for it. You know what I mean? It, it'll be interesting to kind of see it all play out and see how it all shakes out. So, um, but yeah, and, and like I was saying with, the, with, uh, WWE, they just laid off a ton of people like, uh, uh, Kurt Angle got the ax as a producer. Billy Kidman has been there a long time. Um, I, I know they, they laid off, uh, they released like Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, who, who have had like prominent roles on television the last little while. So like they, they've had to lay off a lot of people and, and release a lot of people from contracts. And, you know, that's tough because, you know, everybody, it's times like this where everybody who said, like, and, and especially in wrestling, right? Especially in the pro wrestling space, everybody who said that they wanted to be released a year ago is now being real, real quiet about that. And now a lot of people who said they wanted to be released got, like, are being released or weren't, or, or people who weren't happy with what they were doing on TV are now getting released. And it's tough because they weren't expecting it. And so they were kind of counting on, and especially now, like the markets changed so much with people kind of like conserving costs, it's going to be tough to find work for those guys. And, and that's rough. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to all those guys because, and guys and girls, because, you know, it's a tough road. We all have a tough road ahead of us. And it's not just, it's not just athletes. It's not just people who are gig, uh, gig people not just those people who rely on pub- the public for what they do it you know it, it it's everybody everybody's going to take a hit in some way shape or form so um but hopefully before that happens i can get that government stimulus check racking them bills and uh hopefully we'll just kind of mitigate and and uh take it as it comes but yeah, I mean, I just kind of wanted to get on here and talk about talk about fights, talk about the whole thing going on with the UFC and and all that. So, you know, that is pretty much, that wraps up that episode. Uh, I hope that was somewhat entertaining and somewhat, um, you know, if, if you like fights, you know, I'm, I'm always down to talk fights, so hit me up. But, you know, as always, follow me on social media at Paul underscore Dehart. Uh, check me out online at thepaulshow.net. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you use to get it, um, preferably on Apple and Spotify and, uh, and always on the Podbean app. But uh, yeah, that is all I have for tonight. So stay safe, stay healthy. I will talk to everybody in the next episode. Bye. Bye.